Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And guys, I am joined today by an Apex member. He is a very, very soon-to-be-published author, and he is the founder and owner of Front9Box.com, and that's a golfing subscription package. So that's the first one of those I've ever had on the show. Uh, welcome, Jason Harrell. How you doing, man? Been good, man. Thanks for having me on today. Good, man. I know we've been trying to line this up for a minute. So uh, Front9Box.com, um, I want to talk about that for a second. How on earth did you fall into a golfing subscription service? Because when I think of subscriptions, you know, I know there's the beard club, the the, the shaving one. I know there's probably, uh, the white strips one with the teeth whitening and stuff. But golf, yeah. man, how, how'd you pull that off? <clears throat> well, uh, honestly, it was a it was a passion. Uh, you know, anybody that's in golf is a uh, it, you would get into it, and it's kind of that love hate relationship that you have with the sport, um, with the game. It is a <clears throat> And really, it came down to a um, this this day, this moment that I was out there with my son a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a story that you may have heard me tell. And anybody that's heard this, uh, that's heard a podcast that I've been on, has probably heard the story. Uh, and I'll try to do a clip notes version of it. Tell it uh, again, man. <laughs> tell it again. This is a brand new audience. You're there good. you go. <laughs> um, but uh, so basically... Uh, so I've, I've played off and on uh, since high school, and that's kind of how life goes. People get into it, and, you know, as life goes, you kind of get out, you get back in, and back yeah. and forth, back and forth. Um, but my son wanted to, uh, he wanted to start playing, and uh, so while he, we had a friend of ours that was an old golf pro, and he was like, hey, I will go out there, and I will teach him to play for free, and I was like, done. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. you know you know, like the sign us up, you know, let's go. So while he was out there and my son was out there uh, getting the lessons, um, like normally what we would do. uh, So while he was out there, uh, I was out there just killing time in the pro shop. I was just walking around. um, And there was like three main things that, you know, crossed my mind that day. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one was, you know, if, you know, if my son is going to continue down this road is, you know, Number one, uh, we're going to spend a lot of money and like this is this is going to be an expensive hobby for him uh, over the course of his life. And, you know, like this is going to be a very long road for him. Um, But then as I was continuing to walk around the pro shop, the second thing that came to my mind was, you know, for a beginner, for somebody that is just getting into this game, this could be very overwhelming. Oh, because for sure. Yeah, for sure. If you just look at just one product, even just, you know, if you look at just clubs or just balls or just training or just, just one aspect of this game, it can be very overwhelming and it can be very easy for somebody to just throw up their hands and walk away because they just don't know where to start. Um, <clears throat> so that's really where that took me to thing number three was kind of that uh, that classic, you know, light bulb moment of there's got to be an easier way for people to figure out how to cut through the noise and know what's worth their weight and what's not. Mm -hmm. So 
And that's where I kind of reached out to a few other people that we know through Apex. And, you know, I, I got to having conversations with people of like, okay, if I was to basically start a subscription model mm-hmm. of figuring out on the training aspect, the, the, the training, um, the training accessories, um, you know, what's going to help them get better and basically what's going to be worth their money and worth their time and what's going to waste their time and their money. Right. If I can help cut through that noise and do it in a way that not only can save them money because a, this stuff's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But if I can go direct to the source, cut out the middleman mm-hmm. and figure out what's good, cut out all the retail side of it and then deliver it to their doorstep. And so how do you how do you decide what products to uh, to ship out cuz i have been i've been browsing your website here a little bit and i have like <laughs> this, i i'll be honest with you mate i'm shit at golf um <laughs> yeah I had, so that's an excellent I, question <laughs> i had i had enough golf lessons um to where i decided that it was just going to be my job to drive the golf cart and bring the cigars you know and um, so <laughs> So like, hey, is it, it was fun in that too? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hanging out, hanging out on the golf course. I mean, you know, if 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 the guys hit off my ball like once or twice in a scramble, I'll consider I'll consider it a good day. You know, hey, that's a, that's a win right there. <laughs> uh, no, but and that's a uh, that's an excellent question um, because you know, and, and and you're exactly right. Is how do we know which products are worth their weight and which aren't? Yeah, and. And the more research that we do is, you know, really comes down to number one, uh, we want to try some of these products for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've got a box over here to my left that, you know, it's just a box full of product that I'm going to take out. I'm going to see which ones are worth anything. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm, you know, not that my scores are that good. I shoot between the 80s and 90s. Okay. Which I know a lot of players are, you know, they would love to shoot between 80s and 90s every time they go out. But <clears throat> I'm not on the pro tour, so I'm not exactly the guy that, you know, you would want to be taking lessons from. Or maybe you would. I don't know. But here's the point. We trial a lot of different products. But even more than that, we've got uh, two guys that are on Golf Digest uh, Top 100 Instructors. Uh-huh. That, uh, that they do a lot of the steering on these products. And I've got actually a guy that's uh, actually in your neck of the woods down in Texas uh, that does instruction full-time that he also gives us input. So every time I, I say, hey, here's the top five that I am looking at, mm-hmm. I'll send these out to my guys and they'll tell me, hey, of your top five, these three are crap, send these two. So, so what would come, what would come in a typical box? Now, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So typically, in every box, uh, so uh, we're actually so we've got our primary box, our birdie box, and they're actually getting ready to launch another one. Uh, that's going to be kind of like a premier box. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to have some nicer items in it. But for now, let's just talk about the birdie box. Uh, so our birdie box is going to have one to two training aids. Um, so each month we're going to focus on a different aspect of the game, whether it's your swing or it's putting or it's chipping or, you know, whatever it may be. So we're going to focus on uh, one specific aspect of your game. 
And then from there, we're going to find uh, different things that we can put in the box just to sweeten the pot a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just more from like, uh, I mean, here we are talking about business. Uh, just to say, and usually those training aids are, you know, hey, it's a little bit, uh, you know, that's where the bulk of the cost comes in. Right. Um, like I've got one right here. All right. <clears throat> so like that right there, that's a swing trainer. Okay. All right. So one end connects to the golf club and this, you know, helps keep, you know, it's designed to keep on the back of your forearm, keep okay. it in contact so you don't have that infamous chicken wing, right? Yeah. So that's one thing that you want to work on keeping contact as your club goes back. So we're going to work on having that. Now, this little piece, we got those in bulk. So that wasn't that much. And I'd have to look back, but I remember we, we threw that in with uh, something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. <clears throat> but then we have something, and I've got uh, a handful of these sitting here. Um, but that's a Nike golf belt that we, we threw in in one of the boxes. And then, like over here, um, uh, like this right here. Okay, and what is, for, the, for the people listening, what is that? Ah, I forgot, this isn't on video. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it um, is, it is, but it goes out on, uh, it goes out on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, and everything as well. Uh, so, so uh, what this is, this is a uh, customizable uh, golf bag tag. So for all of our subscribers, uh, we took their initials and we actually customized a leather bag tag. And, uh, and so we put a custom emblem on one side and we put their initials on one side. And then on the back, we put our front nine logo and then it holds three T's on the other side. Oh, nice. So, so, and that actually, uh, that's one thing that we do that kind of separates us from everybody else is, you know, occasionally you're going to get uh, not just, you know, random accessories, you're actually going to get customizable things in there. Uh, right. So we've done some, you know, divot tools, ball markers, bag tags, all that, that it's not just all going to have the front nine logo on it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get things that actually have, you know, your initials. So it's not just us promoting front nine. Uh, it's going to come with, you know, you know, Sam's going to get something with your initials on it that you're like, Hey, you, you're going to use that. It's got your stuff on it. You know, right, you're, right. you're going to be proud to have that. Uh, it's not just us sending something out that's got our stuff on it. You're going to, you're going to get that and you're going to be like, man, this is really sweet. I like this. Uh, so we, we set out the, the personable, the engraved items that, you know, that really go a long way. We've got tremendous feedback on that. I mean, it, it helps you connect with your clients a little bit more and, uh, and help, helps build that relationship. I am interested, Jason, in the in the uh, timeline and the process of how you built the company to go from just uh, an idea in a pro shop a year, a year and a half ago, into uh, into a, a company with over a thousand subscribers now. Um, what was that process like um, from <clears throat> from the entrepreneur's perspective? How did you go about setting that up? <laughs> so, what started off as a a wild idea last April um, <clears throat> when it really started off as something that I wanted to start for my son. Uh, it was a little passion. Uh, I got him involved and, you know, we would start, um, you know, we would start sending out pictures uh, even on our Instagram. Uh, we would have pictures of me and my son playing golf. We would go to 
the local sports store. And of course, like in his mind, he's, you know, he's picking out the items that we're sending out in the box. And it's a little bit more complex than that. But, you know, for, for social media purposes, you know, that, that's, uh, that's what it was. Um, and I had other endeavors um, that I was doing that that's really what, you know, was paying the bills at that time. Uh-huh. And, and that's, a, that's really another story for another day. But last August, uh, that really all came crashing down. Uh, that came to a screeching halt. Okay, so we, we, had a, we had a setup and then we had a, we had a setback, right? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Uh, and I was faced with a decision of could I, could I scramble and find a way to resurrect what had just ended? Or could I go all in on front nine? Mm-hmm. And I, after a conversation with my wife, she was like, "Hey, you you aren't really having a lot of fun doing what you were doing. Yeah. So you can go all in on front nine, and it's something that you enjoy, and you're going to have a lot more fun doing it. So that's exactly what we did. Um, <clears throat> so and at that point, it was all ramp up. We were still building the Facebook group. We were still kind of in that ramp up stage. We hadn't even launched our first box at that point." Right. Um, so in September of last year, we first we officially sent out our first box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think to nine people. <laughs> uh, it was like seven, nine people. I think in September of last year. Right. Um, uh, just a handful of uh, people, just like, hey, will you give us some feedback if we send this out to you? Um, you know, keep the stuff if you want. Just you know, tell us what you think about the whole process, front to back, and and then from there. Uh, we just started reaching out to local golf shops, um, <clears throat> and then faced some challenges over the off season. Because uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of the country, uh, golf shuts down. Man, it uh, you know it was a challenge for us for our first year because a lot of our subscribers canceled, um, and it wasn't from a perspective of hey you guys suck. Uh, you know we're canceling because we reached out to them. It was like hey you know. You know, give us some feedback. You know why? Right, you, right. You know, why are you guys walking away? And they're like, "Hey, we'll be back. Uh, we just there's two and a half feet of snow on the ground. We can't do anything." I mean, and you should so start, we, you know you should sell them orange golf balls. They can play in the snow. <laughs> and so yeah, so I mean, we were trying to figure out, you know, what can we do to you know pivot? And so we've got some ideas for this coming, uh, you know, coming off season of what we can do better. Um, but just to you know try to keep them on the books. But really, you know, it was just this idea of, you know, what can we do as a business to take it from, you know, launching our first, you know, seven, eight, nine boxes in September to where we're at now of, excuse me, to go and, you know, so now, you know, we've got a full on, you know, golf shop directory on our website because we had customers that were calling us and saying, or emailing us sometimes and saying, hey, you know, yeah, the training aids, the accessories, those are all fine and great, but maybe I need shoes, maybe I need clubs, maybe I need a new golf bag. You know, I don't necessarily want the big box store. Where can I go that's local to me? Do you have a connection in my local area? Yeah. And we're like, well, no, I, you know, we don't. So just find your local PGA store, go to this or go to that, whatever. So so that's where the directory was born. So now we have a plan in place. So now we start reaching out to the local golf shops and say, hey, 
piggyback off of us. So now we've got a plan in place. So now we're selling the directory to the local stores. And so now I think we've got 200, 250 uh, local golf shops. So now you can go onto our site and say, hey, I need a new bag or I need cl- uh, custom fitting or I need this or that or whatever you're looking for. Type it in on the directory, select the state that you're in, and it pops up and it'll tell you who's local to you that does what you're looking for. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, that kind of segues me into my next question because I'm, I'm looking at your trusted partner brands list right now mm-hmm. on your website. And I see you've got some, some like, just some of the industry's biggest names. Yeah. What what kind of process did you go through to reach out to those guys and to be able to onboard their products? Man, that has been a, a wild process because they are so selective. Um, so from a big brand perspective, mm-hmm. they classify every golf business into two categories. So you're either a green grass business or a non-green grass business. Okay. So meaning you either are on a course or not on a course. Okay. Um, and the reason that they do that is how they designate it as a, um, a business that can demo their products or you can't. Okay. Um, so, and, and the way that that breaks down is uh, for a company like, um, like Titleist, for example, um, I could not go direct to a company like Titleist because they only work with green grass locations. Okay. So I had to go through a distributor for uh, for comp- uh, for a company like Titleist. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> for stuff like that, I had to go you know through other partners. And I I've even got like my home uh, course that I play on. I even went and struck a deal with them because uh, I played there often enough. I got to know the guys, struck up a relationship. And I said, hey, you know, I do a lot of my social media on your course. Can I, you know, can we work out with something for some of these uh, bigger items that I need if I'm giving stuff away? Can I get it through you guys and just pay you guys an extra 10% for some of this stuff? And they're like, sure. Because all they're doing is just being a conduit for some right, of the product. Right. And pay 10%. And they're like, done. So, I mean, it was too easy for them. But uh, so to your question, uh, so basically I threw a lot of, you know, for lack of a better word, internet stalking, (laughs) Uh, you know, basically you find uh, the local, uh, you know, reps Uh and you find out who's local to your area, reach out to them. Hey, this is Jason. I'm with Front Nine. You know, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And, you know, what's the process to get set up as a company? And then it's an application process. And there's some of the companies that, you know, I still have to go through a distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some of them that I'm still waiting to hear, uh, which basically all that means is I just have to pay a higher cost per unit mm-hmm. um, versus just getting it, you know, cheaper if I could go direct. So, so, so how do you decide which product actually makes the cut? And gets into the boxes because you. I know you've got several things in each box. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you got a little advice there from from your friends, but ultimately, is it your decision what goes in there, and, and what affects that decision? Right now, it is ultimately me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've got uh, you know for the training aids. Yes, I get input from the guys that you know they they teach this day in and day out, 
And then from there, you know, as far as like the extras that go in the box, you know, whether it be the, the personal items or, you know, whether it be the, the belt or the club head covers or, you know, whether it, you know, no matter what the extra items are at that point, I'll start reaching out to some of my other providers. Um, like we've got the, the Ben shot glasses that, you know, the, the shot glass with the little golf ball in it or right, right. You know, the Nike belt or what, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, we'll just put something together. Um, so, and usually it's a, we'll try to tailor that whole box around whatever the training aid, training aid is for that month. So if we have something that is, let's just say we're focused on putting for that month, we try to find other things that are around that niche for that, uh, for that month. So I'm not, if we're focused on putting, I'm not going to give you a, a driver head cover. Right. You know, if that makes sense. Um, so I think when we did the, the head cover, I think we did that on the month that we did all the, like the swing trainers and things like that. So, um, so, so any startup that you, uh, that you do, generally runs into a couple of uh, a couple of little roadblocks <clears throat> talk me through some of the things that you ran into that maybe you weren't expecting that caused a little trouble and uh, and how you got around those things yeah um <clears throat> so well the first one that comes to mind was i mean honestly one of the first things uh, the pieces of advice that i had uh when i first started what took us so long to launch and ultimately kind of burned through so much of from April until August when we first were getting ready to launch mm -hmm. was kind of that, you know, what we're taught in our, you know, common groups is, you know, build your Facebook group, you know, build your audience, build your audience, and then go from there. <clears throat> I, I killed a lot of time trying to I was so singularly focused on building that uh, Facebook group audience on only that because mm -hmm. that's basically what I was told to do. I was right. like, hey, do that. And once you get to a certain number, then you can launch. Okay. And I was like, well, okay. So like I was so singularly focused on that that I didn't really do much of the other things that I could have been doing that ultimately, once I did launch, I started doing all the other things that just propelled us so much faster and so much further once we did launch. And looking back, I'm like, man, if I would have done those things back in like June or July, man, where would I be now? Right. Because, <clears throat> I mean, ultimately, it's like, man, you know, when we first launched everything, um, you know, kind of like that, uh, you know, some of the methods that we teach, we don't have to go into those now, but, you know, I, I started uh, getting active on Instagram and doing a lot of the things that we do, mm, excuse me, I, you know, I started getting shout outs, uh, you know, getting promoted from uh, a lot of the influencers uh, were just like, hey, we love what you're doing, because in the golf niche, there's a lot of uh, subscription models, but they're all focused on like apparel and they want to make sure that you look good. Right. Or uh, I think there's like two, maybe three that will, they're like a quarterly box that will send you golf balls or something like that. 
in the training aid niche and in what I do, there's me and one other box. So when you look at it from that perspective, the mill, the field narrows very, very quickly. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and what they send you, and I'm not, I'm not kind of, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but what they send you is all like branded to them. Right, so you're not right. Callaway, you're not getting Titleist, you're not getting TaylorMade, you're not getting the brands that you want. You're getting all of the training aids and all of the the hats, the gloves, the balls. You're getting all that stuff with their brand on it. So right. when we set out to do this, I was like, "No, we're going to give the people the brands that they want." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears> may, that makes a lot started, of sense. When people started picking up on that, they were like, "Oh, dude, this is awesome." So we started getting shout outs from all these people and I'll never forget the day last summer, our Instagram uh, following went from like 40 to like 5,000 in like 48 hours. Oh, wow. I mean, it just like overnight, I mean, just like seemingly overnight because I I started, I just started like engaging with people and I was like, hey, check this out. Like, you know, hey, uh, all of a sudden my DMs are just like, hey, we love what you're doing, you know, can we give you a shout out? I'm like, of course you can. Right. No doubt. And, and then next thing you know, it was like, like, Hey, send us a graphic, you know, can we promote you? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, you can. And yeah. next thing you know, like, all of a sudden it just like skyrocketed. And then from there I was like, man, why didn't we do this? You know, I was so singularly focused on building the Facebook group instead of, you know, all the other things like, man, if I would have done that, man, yeah. where, where could we have been? And then like, man, if I, if I could have started calling on the golf shops, I'm like, Hey, you know, get, can we just kind of put two boxes on your shelves? Right. Right. I mean, Why didn't we do that? <laughs> it, you know, hindsight's uh, 2020. It's uh, it's very easy to look back and say, you should have done this. But you know, I'm I I did a very similar thing when I started in real estate sales, and that I I didn't want to quote unquote launch my business until I built all my media assets, and you know I launched a website and fifty something videos and Facebook page and, and all of it on the same day, whereas in reality I could have done a lot better by just started hey who needs to buy a house and just keep moving forward one piece at a time, but. Like when you're in the lab like that, you just feel like, hey, this is what I got to do to get started up. Um, <clears throat> but I want to move to to now and to the future, yeah. because what you do is very unique. Um, so, what would you say the biggest challenge you've got um, up ahead is? Because you you know now you got over a thousand subscribers, you've got all these products coming out in boxes. How do you keep the thing fresh, and how do you keep people engaged? And, uh, you know, what do you think is going to be the next challenge that you're going to have to shoot now? Well, I mean, I would say two things. Uh, number one, uh, we're going to move to a, a premium box uh-huh. to be able to offer some of the, the nicer items. One of the challenges that we have faced is because of where our price point is, there's a ton of training aids and accessories on the market right but finding them under that price so so for the listeners that aren't looking at your website what is your price point and and again man i'm cutting you off mid-answer but what's your price point how did you determine that price point 
yeah so right now you can get it at 54.99 and we wanted to offer something that was reachable because number one uh and we actually raised that from where it was because what we wanted to do was originally it was at you know we did have it at one spot but we raised that because we were struggling to find things that we could send a quality box. Right, right. Because we couldn't, like, we were basically tapped out of everything that we could find. Now, well, you, you got to find that balance of quality. Yeah. I mean, everything that everybody that joined at that one rate, they're still there. I mean, we didn't go back and be like, hey, sorry, folks, y'all got to, you know, hey, you got to pay more now. But, yeah. you know, we, one thing that we struggled with was finding things that could we that we could send of quality so and that's one of the reasons that we are going to go to a premium box is yeah i mean we may be able we may have to start sending fewer items in that box is right now you're going to get anywhere from four to five items in that birdie box right so when we go to that you know to that premier box yeah you may get two or three items in it but hey that that box is going to be golden right and and what what kind of price point are you pushing for the premier box do you, do you think you can find support at a, a couple of hundred dollar level or, or how does that work oh no 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 so right now so just kind of give you a comparison so right now uh so we're at 54.99 and so right now retail you know I don't think we've sent a box that, you know, retail value has been under, I think, 75 or $80 okay. uh, retail value. <clears throat> and so right now we're, we're looking at the Premier box, uh, probably going to be somewhere in about the $75 range um, because we know that for that price point, um, you know, we can get things that are going to be very high quality. And that's going to open up the door for us to be able to send, you know, you know, one to two items, maybe three items if we can position ourselves well. Dude, humor me and try an elite box for one ninety nine a month. Stack it on top. <laughs> we have considered doing like a one ninety nine quarterly, mm-hmm. um, and just really swinging for the fence on that one uh, on a quarterly um, and doing that one. Because yeah, I mean, we could really do some amazing things on a uh, a one ninety nine quarterly box, and just going all in on that. Well, dude, if if you don't swing for the fence, you'll never hit the home run, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, uh, one thing that we are really excited about, uh, we are, and I'll just uh, go ahead and make it a, a public announcement here. Uh, we've got uh, some big things happening, uh, so. So really two things, we've got a, a, a training facility, two, so actually two training facilities oh, wow. uh, that we've been invited into uh, here locally to us mm-hmm. <clears throat> that we're coming into uh, to come in and set up uh, simulators. Um, so, so putt training, uh, we're going to be able to work with uh, local courses, um, colleges, high schools, all that good stuff. Uh, so we've got that. And then uh, later this year, uh, if all of our if all the stars align and we play our cards right, uh, we are 
actually make the moves to actually launch our very own front nine golf ball. So, oh wow! Uh, so yeah, uh, we're making moves, my man. Uh, so yeah, we'll be able to do some big things here coming up soon. No, dude, that, that's awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about mentors and um, continuing education because um, I'm, I'm one of these guys that just makes education and reading uh, a lifelong pursuit. So uh, what do you do to, uh, to learn? Who do you align yourselves with? And uh, what's that process like that keeps you sharp on the front end? Yeah, I mean, as far as people, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I know we we run some of the same circles. Uh, I mean, a very good friend of mine, Adam Miller. Um, I got to give a shout out to Adam. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, a yeah. great friend and mentor. Um, I mean, he is he has helped me tremendously over the last um, probably six months. Um, he is he has helped tremendously, um, but. Yeah, I would say he's probably one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, I, I keep meaning to, I keep meaning to pull him on the show, and uh, we've we've crossed paths enough times where it really probably should happen. I just just you know, <laughs> there's there's actually a waiting list now, so um, you know, I'll have yeah, to try and squeeze. I highly recommend him. I'll try and squeeze him in there he, somewhere. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell me then, talking of education, what's the yeah. uh, What's a couple of good books that you've read recently that you can recommend that have uh, that have helped you develop yourself as a businessman? I uh, just finished uh, A Good Day to Boss Up by Rick Ross. Oh, uh, I've not read that. I'm going to write that uh, down. I'm going to write that down. Yes, sir. Just finished that one. Uh, actually, just over the weekend. Uh, just finished that one. And then um, just because of uh, MDM, actually getting ready to start uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Do you get you got to meet him too, right? No, I actually no. didn't get to go to MDM. Oh, man. That dude, he's like a real-life nail. Like, <laughs> he's just incredible. Um, the, uh, the Q&A was, uh, was, was just yeah. like, um, you know, a lot of people play a character on the internet and you meet him in person they're nothing like it and and no he's he's the exact dude you see like it was uh, it was really something so sorry sorry you missed that man yeah I, and i keep saying I, I should buy the digital so i can just like go back and rewatch everything but even then, i only i don't even think goggins was recorded um i so. i don't know I, I it was uh it was definitely definitely something man he he yeah. was for me um like I mean, I know you got the the Ed Milet did a freaking incredible job, um, oh. you know. But but for me, uh, for me, Goggins was the standout just because of how blunt he was and how honest he was and and how uh, how real he was. So uh, so yeah, that and was. From, uh, what from what I've heard, the the speech that Ed Milet gave, um, I think I've heard it before, or at least a version of it. You probably heard a version of it, yeah. I mean, this was a improved one, but I I was familiar. Oh, sure. I was familiar and with the subject matter. Points. Um, he, yeah, MLED is always top notch. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, I, I I got my list here. Uh, the perfect day to boss up by Rick Ross. Uh, that's the one I just finished. Highly recommend it. He drops so many nuggets in that book. Um, man, he, and, and he, and I don't know if you do audible. Uh, oh yeah. 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 He, he narrates that himself. 
Um, and he, he's a character, man. He, he's great. Um, <clears throat> so I'm getting ready to start uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um, the other one, um, Over Deliver by Brian Kurtz. Uh-huh. Um, that's a good one if you haven't done it. And then, um, of course, anything by Stuman is always good. Um, Sell and Skeleton's a good one that I liked. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, and then of course, um, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, Unfuck Your Business by Thomas Keenan. <laughs> um, That's a staple around here. It um, is. I mean, just a, you know, establishing core values. I mean, that's, I mean, for anybody that's even thinking of getting into business or even if you've been in business and you have not established that for yourself or your business, uh, um, do yourself a favor. Look that one up. That's unfuck your business. I, I do like that book. I've got, I got and given out several copies of it. Um, I want to touch on your writing experience though, because you've been published as a contributing author, um, once, maybe twice now, I, I don't recall. And then you're going to be working on your own book too. So, um, what was the process like to contribute? And then, uh, I want to know what your own book's going to be about. I want to hear a little bit about that, please. Yeah. So, um, I did have the opportunity to, uh, to be a part of a co-authored book, uh, came out from Mother's Day. And then I've got another, uh, actually the same guy. Well, you got you got to, you got to tell everybody right. what it was called. You can't just say, I wrote yeah, this book. Uh, so, drop, drop the yeah. title. This is your there chance. You this is your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it was uh, Greatest Lessons I Learned from Mom. Uh, it came out on Mother's Day. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> you can find it on Amazon, uh, Kindle, you know, all those good places. Um, so I think there was, I think, 27 of us that contributed to that. We all wrote a, wrote a chapter in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the process of that was interesting for me. It was my first time uh, being a part of something like that. Okay. Um, I wrote about, it was funny, uh, kind of give you the behind the scenes. Uh, I've never yeah, published yeah. this. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I, I actually wrote three different versions of my chapter. Uh-huh. Uh, and so after I wrote the first one, I sent, uh, I typed it up in a Google Doc and I sent it over to my wife when she was at work. And I was like, hey, when you get to lunch, I want you to read this and tell me what you think. And all I got back was, uh, we'll look over it when I get home. Uh-oh. And I was like, like we need, we need to talk. <laughs> I was like, this ain't good. Is this? Yeah. So what did uh, she say? What was the feedback? Um, so when she, so the initial feedback on it was dig deeper. You can do better. At least it's honest. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So from there, I wrote, so basically I scrapped that whole story and then I wrote two other versions or not two other versions, but basically two separate uh, chapters. Uh, and, I, and I was like, okay, so here's, you know, here's two to choose from. And, and from there, she was like, okay, I like this one. Can I polish it a little bit right right and i was like please <laughs> and she's like okay so, so what she was that so what she took the... the laptop and she came back and she's like okay 
So, yeah. so you you didn't write it. So she wrote your she wrote your book. <laughs> Ghostwriter. No, I mean she she basically just uh, kind of came in and was like, hey, you know, you know, and I was taking it from a you know from me as a child, me as a person, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the from me growing up to now. And she was like, no, let's change some of the wording as like, hey, you're telling this all from your standpoint of like you as an adult. Right. And I was like, okay, I like, I like that. Um, so, I mean, she just kind of like changed the viewpoint of it a little bit. I, uh, I got you. And then uh, from now, um, so uh, the same, same type of project, uh, I, I've actually already submitted it and uh Wait, uh, did you submit it or did she submit it come on now be honest <laughs> no uh no i actually when i wrote this one out uh she she was like this is actually very good uh, i like this one a lot um no th- this one was a uh, greatest lessons as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um and it's actually set to come out in july oh man uh, so so share 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 the lesson you wrote up with us what's the greatest lesson Without ruining the book, obviously. Yeah. So actually, what I had there was a um, uh, my very first experience as an entrepreneur, uh, my first leap into um, working for myself mm-hmm. instead of being the traditional W two employee. How old were you when that happened? Because normally I ask that right in the beginning of the show and we start off with the guest yeah. history and we move through their, their their past and their failures. But I wanted to, I was so like enamored with your website and all your products and shit. We just <laughs> stay, we just stay straight in the, we just went straight into what you had. So yeah, how, t- tell me a little bit about like how you became an entrepreneur. Let's go over that real quick. Well, ironically, it wasn't that long ago. Um, so that story takes place uh 2018 mm-hmm. yeah um so i was actually working in insurance at the time and um so basically i um was doing very well for myself and um i was approached by uh some people and was like hey um so basically in short um I was doing more work advertising uh, for myself, and I was having a lot of people that were coming to me saying, "Hey, will you do advertising for me?" And then I had a lot of people that you know came to me and said, "Hey, we'll back you if you will put together a course teaching other agents how to do what you do." Mm-hmm. And then, um, so basically, from there, I put together a training course, right. and basically just sold a training course of how to do what Jason does and sold the course and did very well for a short period of time. And, but at that point I was so green at it. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I thought it at the time, I thought it was just a, Hey, you sell it and it's a digital course. It's there forever. And you don't ever have to do anything. Sam comes and buys it and it's there. And I don't have to do anything again. And so what, yeah, so, what went, so what went wrong? Uh, they got to buy the book, Sam. Uh, <laughs> no, um, they, they, no. They'll, they'll, buy, they'll buy the book. I mean, yeah, no. this, this uh, is... 
I, really I'm just, what I was honestly was um follow up. Um you know there there was people that you know were expecting and rightfully so there were people that were wanting more hands on from me as the, the leader as the key person um than what I was giving them at the time. And and whereas I was expecting it just to be a all the content is there, just take it, go, have fun, be fruitful. And like there was no there was no follow-up on my end. There was no, you know, you know, there was nothing on my end of things to ensure that they were successful with right, it. Right. There was right. nothing on my end to like, hey, are you getting everything set up the way that it should be? Are you having success? Are you so uh-huh. it was just me. I had no team in place. There was no follow-up. There was nothing after the point of sell. It was just a okay, you're in, good luck. And it sounds like a very, very common mistake. Um, because you, you're selling a transaction and it's a transactional type business and, you know, without any kind of customer service or follow up, what you really need is a relationship with everybody that has that course. And I made the same mistake when I sold supplements online in that, you know, I never ran out of gullible fat people to sell magic pills to. Um, but, but I wasn't doing any follow up with their nutrition, with their coaching, with their weight loss, with their fitness, making sure they were staying on the program, any of it. And so my, you know, my lifetime, uh, customer, they would drop off after about three to four months. Whereas, um, if there was, if there was follow up there, we could have kept them engaged and kept them selling stuff. And sounds like you did, uh, sounds like you did the same thing with your course, huh? Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly what it was is, I mean, we did like initial, you know, you know, we started off with like an initial setup and then like a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. And then at one point we, we'd run specials where we would waive the setup and just start with the first month. And so we did all kinds of sorts of things and it lasted for about nine or 10 months. And man, we did great. Right. I mean, it worked well for a while. And then all of a sudden, like everything just like, it was like cruising all of a sudden it just nosedive and then all like before i could even stop it everything was just gone and it was like what just happened and like i was so new to all of this i didn't even know what went wrong and then of course now i can look back and i'm like you idiot like i like of course they all left you yeah like you didn't have anything in place right, right. you just recorded a bunch of videos teaching them how to do which worked people were having success but when things went wrong, they were reaching out to you and you're just basically told them, go back and rewatch the videos. You didn't offer any type of troubleshooting. You didn't have any type of follow-up saying, go back and make sure that they were successful. You, uh, there was nothing in place. There were no systems in place. There's no customer service. Like I was, a, I was an employee right, right. before that. I didn't know to set all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I get it. That it kind of, <laughs> it kind of sucks um, that that you went through all that and lost it. Do you ever feel like? Do you ever feel like kicking off something like that again and going back into digital courses? Now you've got that um, experience with the subscription box and with a little bit more repeat business and customer service kind of stuff. 
Yeah, no, I see, I see you laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. No, uh, I kinda Here's a course on how to set up a box. Yeah. Uh, no, it kind of leads us into you're asking about, you know, what the next book is going to be about. Right. right. Uh, yeah. So uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to be writing about is uh, there's me and a handful of other guys that are in the subscription box niche mm -hmm. is, you know, what we would, number one, you know, what we would do differently from the beginning, um, <clears throat> you know, because I mean, obviously, we've kind of touched on some of those things uh, today is right. you know, what we do differently from the beginning. And then uh, the second thing that we're asking everybody to write about is, you know, if, you know, this is something that would apply to anybody in business, but we're going to write about it from our subbox uh, perspective. Right, is, right. You know, if it all went away today, what would you do to rebuild knowing what you know now? Okay. So to you, the same question. Like, come on, man, so, share a little bit. Well, so this is what we're going to, you know, and I, we've kind of touched a little bit on it a little bit today is, you know, you know, hey, I wouldn't focus as much on the Facebook group, which I mean, is growing and it's doing well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got, I mean, it's golf deals and discounts is our Facebook group. We promote, uh, you know, I've got, you know, different aspects and uh, different deals that we have come to us. We promote, promote them in there. We have conversations, we post memes, all kinds of different things. Right, right. But I mean, we've got probably 300 people in that group right now. It's a good community. Mm -hmm. It's not the biggest group on Facebook, but hey, we're in there. We have fun. We have we promote different things. <clears throat> I wouldn't I wouldn't put as much emphasis on there. If I was to rebuild everything from the get go right now, our, our primary focus, I would go straight to. I would first I would reach out to the vendors. I would get get those contracts in place. I would get the distributors design the box. Then I would go straight to the independent golf shops, like what we've done in the last few months. Nice, nice. Sounds like you've uh, you've got it pretty much dialed in over there. So uh, so yeah. well done. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what we've done. <clears throat> so, but you at the a few moments ago you asked about you know would I go back to like the digital course? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's one thing that we are looking at doing after the launch of the book is there's so many in the sub box and niche and uh, in this industry that are struggling because they're going about it the same exact way. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of training when it comes to how to be successful in subscription box industry. Right. Right. So that's what we're looking at doing is after we launch the book is leverage that in a way to position ourselves and saying, okay, are you struggling? Do you need help in these? Because here's a group of people that have been successful with this. And now yeah. go to, go to this website, go to the book website. Here's where you can find information about these four authors and say, here they are. Here's where the, you know, here's where you can find information about their specific industries, their specific boxes. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want specific coaching from them, here's where you can find it. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. So you'll be able to monetize the, uh, the knowledge that you've acquired over all these years. I like that. That's the 
All right, so we, we do have to wrap up here very, very shortly, Jason. We're about up on time, mate. But I want to ask you the question I ask all my guests. Uh, the small business surgeon, is, is it, it came about from my failures and then my successes and then talking to other entrepreneurs, and nobody's really ever open about their failures. Um, but it's aimed at people, you know, that might be a few years behind you and I in the uh, in the business trajectory. And I'd like you to think if uh, if if you were talking to yourself from five years ago, um, what's what's the biggest piece of advice that you could give yourself? To five years ago, five ten, whatever. Like I'm I'm talking about people that are behind us. In the business curve, in the evolution of their careers, they may they may still be sitting at a desk job, wishing they had a business. They may just be starting out. But but some people that are a little bit behind where we're at, what would you turn around to them, and and, and what advice would you give them? I would say two things. <clears throat> Number one, I would tell them, don't be afraid to take that jump. That's the scariest part, pal. <laughs> it, is. it is sometimes you got to get pushed for that bit it is and sometimes it's going to come in a painful way mm -hmm. because you know for me in front nine it came in a painful way and i know we didn't get into that story uh here today but for me it did when my other venture came crashing down right and it forced me to make that decision to go all in Dude, that that's oftentimes that is the push. It's the yeah. it's the it's the ending and a sudden abrupt ending of the previous chapter. And you look at it and you're like, Well, I didn't jump because I was scared to lose this chapter, but now the chapter's closed, I may as well jump. You know, yeah. I, I liken it to being stuck in an airplane looking out the door and then, you know, when nobody's looking, the instructor just pushes you and then you realize, <laughs> Oh shit, everything is okay. I I can parachute down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean just Merely having the courage to take that step is a win in and of itself. So, so I would say, number one, don't be afraid to take that jump. So just the fact that you're willing to step out there, that's a win. So, so that would be number one. Number two, find somebody that's doing what you want to do Yes. <laughs> and don't be scared to ask for help. Yes. Ask your questions. 1,000%. Man, I wasted so much time and honestly money trying to figure out how to do things that people were already doing. Yeah. And right. if I would have just asked the questions, there are plenty of people that will help you. There are plenty of people that will show you how they're doing what they're doing. Now, don't get me wrong. You may have to pay to be in a mastermind. You may have to, you know, pay to be in some type of group or whatever. But if you ask the right questions, they're going to show you. Amen. So don't be afraid to ask for help. For guys, it's really hard to put your ego aside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's okay. <clears throat> One of the best things I did was there's a guy named Joe. When I was learning uh, Facebook marketing, I bugged the crap out of him. He was doing what I was trying to do. He was doing it successfully. And I 
I bugged the mess out of him. I was like, dude, how are you doing this? I'm, I am wasting my time. I'm wasting my money. Like I'm getting nowhere. You're killing it. How? And thank God for Joe, because he was like, all right, let me show you what I'm doing. And he showed me. And then finally he said, all right, if you really want to know how to do this and do it well, you need to meet the guy that taught me. Right. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's going to charge you. I'm like, I don't care. And, and we met and the, the rest is history. I mean, the, the return on investment I've got from education and from mentors and from masterminds has just been exponential. Um, yeah. you, you know, you look at it and you go, wow, that's a lot of money to spend on X or a lot of money to spend on Y. Or, but you pull one thing out of a two-day mastermind and you go make tens of thousands of dollars with it. And, you know, people are, are very short-sighted when it comes to investing in themselves. And, and <clears throat> you make yeah. such an excellent point in that it's all been done before. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing new. You can go find somebody that's already successful and, uh, and pay them for their time. So, uh, man. Yeah, there might be some new angle or new method that you haven't thought of or something like that. But you're right, there's nothing new. Just, yeah, get on the phone with somebody, find somebody that's doing what you want to do and ask questions. All right, my man. Well, Jason, it's been a freaking wonderful hour. It flew by super quick. Before I let you go, though, um, tell everybody listening where they can find you online, where they can follow you and uh, where they can get a hold of your stuff. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so all of our golf stuff, uh, front9box.com. It's the number nine, front9box.com. Uh-huh. And personally, uh, jasonherald.info. Uh, you can see all of my information on my social media links. All right. My bio, everything's there. All right, sweet. Well, uh, I will get that put in the show notes. And so the guys, if you want to go check out Jason's stuff, and please do, please go support him. Um, you can find it in the show notes and uh, go look at front9box.com because they've got some uh, they've got some pretty cool shit on there. Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me today. All right, guys. That was, uh, that was Jason Harrell with front 9 box.com i really appreciate him coming on the show and i appreciate you guys listening uh we just did cross the uh, the twenty thousand freaking uh subscriber mark which is absolutely incredible thank you so much for that do me a favor if you like the show if you get anything out of it if it teaches you if it makes you think share it out on social media tag us at small business surgeon Uh, you can find us on facebook instagram itunes spotify and uh, pretty much everywhere else that we manage to propagate the show to thank you so much guys i really appreciate you all and uh, i will see you on friday for another episode of friday fire you'll be good have a great week the small business surgeon podcast if you've made it this far you clearly like it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review this helps people find the show and spread the good word share with friends and follow us at small business surgeon on facebook and instagram thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week the small business surgeon was recorded at texas media foundry in historic downtown Bryan, texas 
Check them out at TXFoundry.com or on social media at TXFoundry. Thanks for tuning in.